the networks are are going to hold Oklahoma and Texas's feet to the fire, or at least until they get some type of better deal that helps them out. Um, you know, Fox is, I'm sure, upset with kind of how everything has gone down, and it sounds like they don't want to lose out on the Oklahoma and Texas engagement that they get, the uh, ratings that they get from not just those two schools playing each other, but you know, whenever the other Big 12 teams play each one of those universities, it's, you know, it's the highest rank, uh, ratings that you get throughout the season. So, like, I understand Fox's viewpoint, but I I would be shocked if, you know, the rest of the schools, like, this is going to end up being a, like, this is bad for the rest of the schools. They don't get the buyout or the early exit money, correct? They don't get the early exit money. And not only that, they are forking over shares to the incoming teams, right? So, yeah. like, that money has to come from somewhere, and, and everyone's forking money over to the new incoming teams. So, uh, all of a sudden, you're going to have all these schools making a lot less because Oklahoma and Texas aren't leaving. So... I'm not buying it. I, you know, this is this is fairly standard. Whenever you get into uh, negotiations that have a lot on the line, there's a lot of money on the line for a bunch of different people. And right, one of the best negotiating tactics you can do is say, "Yeah, no deal. We're no longer interested. We're just going to ride it out as is." And whether or not you, that's really how you feel or not. It's a good negotiating tactic to to maybe get some some movement from the other party. So, yeah, I don't. I'm not buying it. I don't think that that's going to happen. Now, I could be wrong, and I, if that's the case, and Oklahoma does end up staying all the way through the the current grant of rights deal, then you know, I guess. It's not optimal. It's not what we want as a fan base. I think people are ready to move on and get started in the SEC. But it's not the end of the world either. Sure. Yeah, I I think that there's some good and bad with it. Real quick, too, another point is, I guess I can't speak for any of the other Big 12 institutions that are staying behind in the Big 12. But I would think, man, that I would want OU and Texas to leave after this year. Because the 12-team playoff is coming about in 2024, and yes, I know, OU was 6-7 and seven this year before everyone texted in. They weren't a very good team. And yes, Texas was just 8-4 and four as well. But you take those two teams out of the equation, especially OU, your road, if you're Kansas State, if you're TCU, like you get it, every team in the league. It looks a lot better to get to a 12-team playoff if OU and Texas aren't in the conversation, in, in the conference. So if I was a fan of any of these other teams, I'd say, let it be their last year in the league. That's fine. Financially, it makes sense for us, and maybe competitively it does as well. Yeah. Well, I you know, I don't know how it all unfolds. You know, there's there's a whole lot of closed-door conversations that are going on, and we're not privy to any of the I, – I don't know, unless you've seen it somewhere that I haven't. I, I, I don't think we – anyone knows what the arrangement is for for Fox, you know, like how they're going to be made whole. It sounds like that has quite non-con a bit to games. quite a bit to do with the non-con games moving forward and 
you know, I don't know. It sounds like perhaps Oklahoma and Texas were were maybe okay with that. I I, I don't know. I whenever they say the agreement was reached with, you know, the other other universities, I don't know if that was a scheduling situation, a financial situation, what all exactly that entailed. So it's hard to really know. And if you knew some of that information, you could say, well. You know, Fox is just they're doing this to hold hold Oklahoma, Texas hostage and I guess ESPN by extension hostage and really doesn't matter what the the offer is. They're just kind of doing this to upset the apple cart a little bit as, you know, they're going to be able to USC, UCLA are on the move. Right. And they're going to be able to have that first in the Big Ten and. You know, they're probably using that as a little bit of leverage as well. So without knowing all the details, it's it's hard to really get the full scope of it. But I'm not buying it. And even if it's true, I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny that it's going to end up costing all of the other teams in the conference money. You know, a lot of money. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate that either. I, for the way that everyone's been acting, like OU's tried to play nice with this, at least to the best of their abilities. Yes, the deal, you know, wasn't done the way that people would wanted it to be done. But you know, sorry, that's just kind of how it goes, I guess. They've operated, I think, in pretty good faith since then, from my understanding. So, yeah, I, that that won't hurt my feelings at all. Um, what do you think BV thinks of this today? If this is true, obviously, and you and I both agree that I. It's their last year in the Big 12, in our opinion. Do you think Brent Venable sees this today and says, good, another year to build the roster before we go to the SEC? Or do you think he says, no, I don't like that. I want to get to the SEC as soon as possible. You know, I'm not sure. I think he's happy that they're they're going to be playing in the Big 12 this coming year. Um, But my my issue is... I think you're I think you're able to get some of these defensive players right now and you know part of recruiting the way as well as you have I think a lot of that has to do with the the move to the SEC kind of looming right and if that's delayed by another year and we're not going to be in the SEC until the 2025 season that that could have an effect on recruiting a bit perhaps sure. If yeah, it's a I'm known thing, it, like like because it's kind of been hanging over everyone's head, like I don't know, maybe it's this year, maybe it's next year, and if you're a recruit, you kind of operate on, okay, I want to go here, and I'll go ahead and, and make that move, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later that we're playing in the SEC. But if it's like a a defined fact that you're not going to be there till 2025, I think that could have a negative influence possibly on recruiting. Air Comfort Solutions text line, Gary and Rockwall says, y'all got this wrong. Without OU in Texas, this conference is basically the whack. They will hold on to us as long as they can. Well, I, I understand that, mm-hmm. but that's not what's being reported. What's being reported is that OU in Texas reached a deal with the other schools of the Big 12 for an exit. But that was shot down by Fox and ESPN trying to work out their differences. Unless I'm understanding something incorrectly. 
No, I don't think you are. Uh, 405, if we stay two more years, we're still on the hook for the 99 years grant of rights, allegedly separate and apart from the TV rights. I thought OU didn't have to pay anything if they stayed through tw- or t- through 24 or 25 or whatever year it is. Yeah, they don't. I don't I don't know what that is in regards to. Like, yeah, they they gave their notice well in advance of of when they need to give it in order to make an exit. Uh the grant of rights deal is up. The Big 12 has already added four new teams and is either signed or at least in the late stages of negotiating another media rights deal. Did they ever get that that deal signed that broke oh a um, couple of months ago, or maybe it was maybe it was in December that they were working on that deal? Um, I don't remember to be to be quite it, honest if, with if it you. Ended I don't up know. Get, getting signed, but yeah, I, text I, line will help us out if they if they know. I don't know what the ninety nine year grant of rights is in reference to. Um, this text, Justin and Kawita. I just heard Tommy Reese took the Bama OC job. Who the hell is Tommy Reese? Um, <laughs> quarterback, well, Notre Dame. Yeah, he was the quarterback at Notre Dame from uh, 2010 to 2013. He is just 30 years old. Woo! Bama's about to have a 30-year-old as the offensive coordinator. Keep him off of the strip yeah. out there in Tuscaloosa. Watch out, guys. <laughs> um, I think his uh... – I think his most notable moment as an offensive coordinator is screaming into the <laughs> headset or the telephone on television uh, at his quarterback to do his blanking job. <laughs> yeah, little little Brian Kelly in him, doesn't he? I, Shades of Brian Kelly I with think that? Saban must have saw that on Top 10 on ESPN and was like, this is my guy. This He belongs here in Tuscaloosa. You know all of that Jeff Levy crap was just all a smokescreen just so they could get to, to Tommy Reese as their OC. I yeah. think you're exactly right about that. So I guess that can die today, and hopefully it died um, about a week ago, but no Jeff Levy to Alabama. Should we do a victory lap and say, I told you so, or just go on about the show as normal? Uh, you could do a victory lap if nah, you'd like. I don't need to. I don't need to. We don't need to do that, Teddy. Nah, we don't need to do that. I mean, but it's- he's not going. Not not to Alabama, but you know, there's still other places out there that may be sniffing around for offensive coordinators. He's Notre gonna Dame. take Jackson Arnold and uh, Peyton Bowen with him now to South Bend. Yeah. Perhaps. You never know, man. You never know. Um no, that's uh you feel you feel pretty good that, that Lebby turned that down and from what I've heard Old Nick Saban was putting the full court press on uh, with, with with Jeff Levy. So, the fact that he's sticking around, I think, is big time. I I think that we've got some some nice opportunities in store if we're able to uh, to have a really good off season. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see uh, when OU goes to the SEC. But Teddy's already acting like an SEC fan. He tweeted out earlier today. You know, I kind of respect Saban for trying to get a spy balloon in place to steal Levy's uh, offensive secrets. Too bad. Oh for two. Well, I guess one for three. He did film our practices in the Superdome in two thousand three. So I've that been sound, told. That sounds like a Paul Feinbaum call right there. You're SEC ready. I love this. Hey, so I've been told. Um, but yeah, um, funny stuff, right? I think Saban, uh, Saban may may 
may be be up for some espionage every now and then when it comes to uh, getting some uh, tricks of the trade, figuring out what your opponent's up to for an up big upcoming game. So I've always been your source for saving um, filming practices. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a second source, an additional source? Do you have sources? That LSU was filming OU's practices during the Sugar Bowl. Well, I've I've heard from you know mm. multiple people that that was That's the a case. Yes. That's but a let yes. me, I want to. I'd like to go on the record as I have before, but once again state that I don't care. Still, should have been able to win the game. They should have been able to to hang out around practice and and film it and watch it and even ask questions. Come sit in in, in the uh, meeting rooms and. And ask us what exactly it is that we're doing. Still should have won the football game. Uh, one more for the 918. 15 minutes in and we've yet to talk about the PA job? Yeah, yeah sorry right. about that. You've been practicing? What's going on here? I Yeah, I, I have. I've been practicing today. Um, I've been driving around in the car today. Just it's soccer time <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> and then maybe you throw in a uh, – Offside Sooners, <laughs> Boomer. I, I can I, I can bring that maybe to the soccer matches this year. Yeah, if they're interested, you know. I just you know just throwing it out there. Uh, that is interesting. Like you know, whenever instead of screaming or or yelling or saying third down for uh you know forty five <laughs> seconds, do you is it corner kick? Corner. <laughs> <laughs> just hold it for 45 seconds because it can take a while for them to kick a corner sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I hey I, I'm 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 ready if if they want to call I'm I'm ready to go. I I can I can go this weekend. That's awesome. There's got to be some good names you could throw out there too. You'll figure it out on the roster. Good stuff. I don't yeah, know. You've got no you've got some free time. Come on. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Hey, by the way. It's the Super Bowl sale where I'm at today. If you're like Teddy and you didn't realize until just now that Valentine's Day is quickly approaching, oh. well, this is a good spot for you. Mitchell's Jewelry um, right here in Norman, 2201 West Main Street. Teddy, check out this deal. Five cans of soup. You come by and donate five cans of soup, you're going to get one item 50% off. It's a pretty good deal. So, that, Well, yeah, that's a great deal. Oh, can I – Search around and maybe buy back some of the cans of soup of what other people brought in if there's some that's nice stuff in there. That's a good point. You can get on the cheap. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good thinking there. Yeah. Or uh, just donate $10, and you're going to get 50% off of one item. They're supporting Meals on Wheels today. Man, that's, <laughs> that is an awesome deal. Uh, really good stuff. All right, quick timeout. I see a bunch of good text messages coming in. We'll get to some of those next. Stay with us, 651-3439. We'll be back. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm at Mitchell's Jewelry in Norman, 2201 West Main Street for the Super Bowl sale. Come by to Mitchell's. Donate five cans of soup. You get one item 50% off or donate $10. You get one item 50% off as well. Today, Saturday, and Sunday, and their hours on Sunday, noon to four. Come by, come by to Mitchell's here in Norman, 2201 West Main Street. Let me get to a few texts, and then I have an impossible uh, college football question for you to mm, answer. Okay. Yeah, you like that? I like the Oki sound of that. Okie Drink Slinger says, there is no way OU in Texas isn't in the SEC in 2024 with the USC and UCLA move in addition to the expansion of the playoff. Uh, I still tend to agree with that, but 
you know, I don't really have any any new information. I just know that there's uh, a lot at stake, a lot of money at stake, a lot of money for Oklahoma and Texas to leave, um, a lot of money for the other schools for OU and Texas to leave. But I guess Fox is saying, no, nah, uh-uh, we're going to hold this thing down. We're upset about how it all went down, and – we are going to try and hold everyone hostage here. I, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me, but I don't know. Patrick says, I was a finalist for Big Tech's voice a few years ago. I think they didn't like that I was from Oklahoma. <laughs> nice. Patrick, are you the one that burned down the old Big Techs after not getting Fine, that Fine, you don't want to hire me? Watch this. <laughs> just just tag. I won't tell anybody. Just, just let us know on the text line. Um, so this is via Ross Dellinger about five minutes ago. More details emerging from the Fox and ESPN negotiations, which included an offered broadcasting rights trade of Texas future games involving Ohio State, Michigan. The trade was denied. That said, multiple sources claim the discussions are not dead. Does that mean anything to you other than the uh, not dead discussions are already being uh, had? Well, yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of what I'm I'm saying is – We've gone from, in the course of not even a full day, they're staying all the way through 2025 and um, there's no more conversation about it. It's done deal. To, like, here we are in mid-afternoon and there's still offers and negotiations that are taking place, it sounds like. So, um, I they'll find a way, I think. I think yeah. they'll find all a right. way. Now, did that say um, – did that say who made the offer and who turned it down? So uh, Fox and ESPN, which included an offered broadcasting rights trade of Texas future games involving Ohio State slash Michigan. So I think that means Texas plays Ohio State and Michigan in the future. Yeah. Or does that mean an Ohio State-Michigan game? Oh. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah, like um... – I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, maybe Texas has Michigan and Ohio State uh, on their future schedules. I, I don't know that. Maybe they do. I was wondering if that was like a, a an OU Texas trade for Ohio State Michigan. Maybe if if that's what that meant. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. This I think this is all going to work itself out. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, so it's Goat Day today, February third, two thousand twenty three. Two, three, twenty-three. Michael Jordan. You get why they call it goat, right? Yeah. Um, here's an impossible question. Well, you may just have an answer right off the top of your head, but this extends out to the text line as well. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Now we've had two goat sightings this week. Tom Brady's the goat of the NFL. He retires. Michael Jordan is the goat of the NBA. Who's the goat of college football? Just all time, not OU. Who is considered? Who should be considered? The goat in college football. Well, you're not obviously you can't say Nick Saban, right? Um, because that's well, who's I, I, currently considered the goat. Now that's a coach, yeah. but it which is a little bit different. But that's kind of that's kind of what everyone says right now, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to – I was thinking more just player-wise, yeah. but if you want to extend it to coaches, then, I, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably a pretty easy answer. 
I think most people consider him the greatest head coach of all time, at least yeah. nationally. Yeah. Um, as far as players are concerned, boy, that's going to be tough. Now, there's only been one two-time Heisman in Archie Griffin, right? But, I mean, that's – that's going to put him in the discussion. Does that mean he's necessarily the goat of all time in college football? Well, well, no. And I mean, not that is. It doesn't have to be that way. This right. is all about opinion, I guess, because I don't think anyone is universally like Jordan, the goat, when it comes to the NBA. All right, that's a pretty popular opinion. Same thing with Brady in the NFL. Um, who would you say like the NHL? Maybe Gretzky, I oh, guess. Yeah. Yes. Baseball. Uh, maybe maybe Babe Ruth more, more than any other, whatever. But college football is a lot more difficult. I don't think that there's necessarily any one person that stands out player wise. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like I'm trying to look on on Archie Griffin's, you know, accolades. Did they win any national championships when he was there? Was that the what, when, when did he play? Did he play in the seventies at yeah. Ohio State? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Seventy-two through seventy-five. Well, they didn't win it in seventy-four and seventy-five. I can tell you that much. Right. Unless we have another split national championship uh, ordeal, like in nineteen fifty. He was the uh, two-time Heisman Trophy winner, two-time Walter Kemp, two-time Sporting News Player of the Year, two-time UPI Player of the Year. Um, Two-time Big Ten MVP, three-time All-American. So, I mean, he's got a uh, – Guy says Archie Griffin wasn't even the best running back in the country when he won the Heisman. Heck no. Um, let's see. It's I'm kind of shocked looking at his stats. Yeah. I mean, they're not uh, – it was, it was a different era, but, you know, in 74-75, which is uh, when he won it, he uh well this pretty good he rushed for 1695 but just 12 touchdowns and in 75 he rushed for 1450 and four touchdowns uh this one from the 318 it's hard for college football goat because you only have 3 to 4 years to look at it instead of 10 plus years etc right. but the answer is Tim Tebow <laughs> <laughs> uh Tebow how many quarterbacks have won two national championships Oh, Stetson Bennett uh, has. Stetson Bennett has. Matt Leinart. Well, they split for that one in 03. I guess that technically counts. Matt Leinart did. Leinart's got two championships and a Heisman. That ain't bad. Yeah, Tebow did. Stetson Bennett did. Um, did Tua? No, I think Tua just won the one uh, starting quarterback when he came in late. To answer your question, not not a whole lot. What I guess Steve Davis would have won two national championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. I don't know that there is an answer. Um, I, you, you, really? you know who? You know who? Where my mind immediately goes to? Um, Herschel Walker. I think they won a title his freshman year, which was 1980, and I think they only lost like three games his entire career at Georgia. Wow. He's. I mean, if he wins another national championship, maybe he has a better claim. But I think Herschel Walker's in that, like Bo Jackson. Archie Griffin, Reggie Bush, Tommy Frazier type of discussion there in the top ten. Three-time SEC Player of the Year, 80, 81, 82. Heisman Trophy winner in 82. National champion in 80. So, number retired. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. His, um, his numbers, 
1,600 yards rushing in 80, 1,800 in 81, 1,752 in 82. Was a workhorse uh, right around five-plus yards a carry, 15, 18, 16 touchdowns, a couple of receiving touchdowns added in there. Pretty good. Yeah, Jimmy Harris also two-time national champ. Yeah, Jimmy Harris never lost a game. Never lost a game. Like, that is – here's the problem, though, and you know this and I know this. Like, that is a great answer. And it probably should be the right answer. But no one would agree with it. No, right? Because no. it's yeah. just because of how long ago it was. Whether Whether, you know, whether that's right or wrong, that's just how it would be – how it would be perceived. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, that what you, like back to your original question, it's how many quarterbacks have won two national championships or more? And we were struggling to come up with like five. <laughs> I think, what did we come up with five? And OU has two of them. And, yeah. and there's probably more than five quarterbacks that have won two national championships or more, but there's not a long list. There's not going to be like 25 quarterbacks out there. Well, like, OU's got a pretty good percentage of those guys. There's not very many uh, – universities that have two legit national championships so <laughs> you're the quarterbacks are going to be very few and far between now uh who were the different quarterbacks at nebraska in the mid 90s when they tommy won? frazier is the guy that you're thinking of man in the mid 90s i mean he now, was he probably yeah he won two i think he was uh what 94 and 95 for nebraska those two years and I think it was the 95 team that just, like, dude, just mowed through everyone, and it wasn't even fair. But I think that, um, you know, Eric Crouch won a Heisman Trophy. I, I feel like Tommy Frazier is probably thought of as, like, the most may, – maybe just the best quarterback overall that they've had. Like, if you're, if you're looking for Nebraska to throw someone out, you're probably throwing out Tommy Frazier. Yeah. He was a um, – he was two-time national champion, uh, two-time – Orange Bowl MVP, also the Fiesta Bowl MVP. So he was the Bowl MVP three years in a row. Quarterback of the year, Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, um, which is a strange, um, <laughs> strange accomplishment, considering he didn't hardly throw for any yards. But yeah, I guess he 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 threw for some, but. Yeah, threw it in garbage know. time to get the numbers up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through a bunch of these names here. Leroy Selman, we're getting a lot of those. College yeah. football goat. Um, Bo Jackson, your boy, best athlete, period. I'm seeing him quite a bit on yep. here. Uh, this one from the 918. Baker Mayfield is the goat. Why is this even a discussion? Never won he a did. championship. Like, that's part of the like, – like, Barry Sanders maybe has the greatest single season – of all time, yeah, but did like you? You have to win a national championship to be the greatest of all time. It's it is a non-starter if you don't have a, a national championship. Unfortunately, I mean, there's a lot of unbelievable football players, but that's where it has to start. I like this one. The backup quarterback at OU is always the goat in fans' eyes <laughs> right. until we see them until we see him play. Uh, Terry and Edmund, Herschel Walker, or Bo Jackson. Yeah, it's hard to fight either one of those. Baker, uh, Baker blanking Mayfield, NCAA football goat. Barry Sanders is the goat. Teddy Lehman is the goat. Yeah. Barry Sanders barf, but it is. Uh, here's a uh, Archie Griffin has to be considered only two-time Heisman winner ever. 
Um, yeah, Jim Thorpe is on here. Uh, we've got about 20, 25 names listed. We even have a Matt Leinart on here. Didn't think we'd see that name. Now, Jim Thorpe was good, but the only thing he couldn't do is catch a pass out of the backfield as a running back. <laughs> Impossible. Even that's Jim a, Thorpe that's an inside. Sh- that's an inside show joke. And the ones <laughs> of you that got that probably enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, um, Joe Burrow. Yeah, man, that's like – you feel like you have to go at least a little bit old school for this for whatever reason, but, dude, ah, and he's backed it up in the league, but, no man, doubt. Joe Burrow was – it, it was a one-year thing, had. I know, Woo. but, golly, man, that was – that's that, that one's hard to touch. Um, How about – Forrest Gump, nice. You know what's crazy? And I'm, I'm – obviously I'm not saying that he's the GOAT, but, you know, Kyler Murray had – um, he passed for forty three sixty one and rushed for a thousand and one. That's fifty three sixty two total yards and forty two passing touchdowns, twelve rushing touchdowns. That's fifty four total touchdowns. And he deuced on Texas A and M and came to Oklahoma and won the Heisman Trophy. Like that has to factor in as well. What do I always tell you about the text line when we say, hey, text line interact? The first, like, five minutes is serious, and then after that they just start coming up with the funniest answers possible? You know, yeah. how, how that happens? You know, we're in that time frame right now. <laughs> uh, Mo Dampier is on the list. Arch Manning is on the list. Tommy Reese is on the list. Yeah, we've got Davis Bevel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's come, they're all coming out. All right, we've got to hit a break. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on 651-3439 on the text line. Stay tuned. Ref Super Bowl sale here at Mitchell's Jewelry in Norman, 2201 West Main Street. It's pretty simple. Great deal. Bring five cans of soup by. They're going to give you 50% off of one item here at Mitchell's Jewelry. And uh, if you don't have five cans of soup, well, just bring by 10 bucks. How about that? You're going to get a great deal here at Mitchell's, 2201 West Main Street. Um, how are you getting along with Pierce back in studio? Everything uh, going okay? We've had a couple of contentious moments, but other than yeah. that, I think we're, we're getting along fairly decently. Okay. Well, Still I, I to... upset over the whole bowling situation. How uh, are you upset? Well, I feel like... I feel like we were kind of cheated on that whole deal. Hey, let's be real, Agreed. man. Your team got last by a good margin. I don't think you're the Agreed one who should on be upset well. about that. Well, okay... There's a reason we got last by a large margin. What I'm saying is I feel like, um, you know, the secret weapon kind of uh, either lied or was not as forthcoming as he should have been about his bowling skills, okay? It has been talked about on the radio before here. Okay. With Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. They could have told you that. Yeah. Dang it. Well, other than that, Tyler, we're doing fine. Well, I, I, I just I, I've created some animosity between the two <laughs> of you, which was my overall goal here. But re- like, I don't know why I'm so fascinated with this question, and we talked about it yesterday. I'm just curious as to what Pierce would say because he's on the uh, younger end of kind of the OU fan spectrum. So um, here, here's the question, Pierce: A genie appears. All right, you get two options. You can wave the magic wand. You get one and only one national championship for the next twenty years. Option number two, you say, forget that. Let's let it ride. Let, let's see if we can win multiple national championships in the next 20 years. Which, what's your choice? What are you taking? 
So you're saying I can I can guarantee one, but you're not going to win more than one, or you can take the no chance. No more, no less. You might no have a more, chance no to win more. Yes. I'm letting it ride. Correct. Let I'm letting it ride. I'm letting it ride. Gambler. 100%. I'm, I'm letting it ride. Why are you letting it ride? I I like the position that Oklahoma's in right now. Just, I like, you know, this is the best defensive recruiting class we've had ever, pretty much. Uh, this recruiting class is one of the best we've had. I love Brent Venables. I think this coaching staff is very underrated. I think from top to bottom, they have a great coaching staff. I think the talent will be there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And that's the great thing about Oklahoma and some of these blue blood programs is you're always going to have the talent. Or not always, but most of the time you'll have the talent. you just got to put something together. And I think at Oklahoma you always have a shot at a national championship. So conceding one over 20 years is taking away a lot of opportunities, I feel like. Yeah. Well put. What did you guys say? Both. We, oh, we, we, we both said the same both. thing, but we didn't lay out our, our points nearly as uh, yeah, nicely as you did. As you. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was really well done. Ours because is, is what we said, Pierce. Well, that's, I don't that's know. a fair argument. That's a fair argument. Yeah, yeah well, hey, I, uh, I agree with that. I, I think that think we got some good things going. Now, here's the deal. I, I agree with you on, on the coaching staff, but no one's going to care about that if you don't have a really nice bounce back season. Oh, 100%. This next season is very important for Venables, Todd Bates, like everyone top to bottom. This is a very, very important year, especially. And you got the schedule too, guys. If you struggle with this schedule, and yes, it can be better than what we think it is, but if the schedule is what I think it is and they still struggle, it's going to be an issue. Uh, Big issue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you consider struggle? Uh, seven and five, maybe even seven eight and four and with it. Five, maybe, maybe even eight and four with this schedule, man. Tyler, Ugh. and maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I'm setting myself it up comes a jinx. for uh, I. How can you find five losses on that schedule? We you would you could have had the same argument at the beginning of this last year. We I did, know Pierce for about three months. Is <laughs> our content? I I understand that. But find me five. You're going to have to lose to a combination of, say, at Cincinnati, Texas, at Kansas, West Virginia at home, and TCU at home. At BYU. Okay, you could change, you know, TCU at home for – I just – I don't know, man. If that happens – if that happens, it's a really bad sign for everything in Norman. Norman might burn down. It's yeah, it's going to be really bad right, if that's the case. And I, like the recruiting class we just had is great, obviously for the future of the program. But one of the things that it's kind of bad for is that you know just like Texas A and M had the number one recruiting class a year ago, and you know. People shouldn't have, but they said, oh, you've got the number one recruiting class. This should be a really good season. Well, that recruiting class had nothing to do with their season, just like you know, the recruiting class that we've just signed is going to have little to do with our upcoming season. Now, you may get some time. There may be a, a, a player or two or a small handful of guys that are contributors, but you know, for the most part, you would say that it's not going to be that big of a factor. So 
but it's but it's going to make the expectations go up. But in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, it doesn't it doesn't really even matter. It, like the expectations, just of what this this program has been, and looking at that schedule. And Tyler, you're right. We hit on this yesterday. There's going to be some teams in here that are way more difficult than what it looks like face value. But still, who cares, right? There's not one team on here other than Texas that has ever in the history of their program been able to recruit the caliber of athletes that we have flooding our sideline, right? Well, EYU's had like 38-year-old men on their sidelines, but yeah, point, point taken. There's not a school on this list that if you took – like they're all-time top highest-rated recruits that you would be able to put together basically a yearly class from Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah. Uh, we got to hit a break. Let me read a few texts here. Sean says, we've won one title in the last 36 years. I'll take the guarantee. Yeah. Uh, I'm honestly shocked but pleasantly surprised to hear that you guys agree with me that, oh, you got a cupcake schedule. And this one says, weren't we going 10-2, and worst-case scenario in 2022 per this radio show? Yeah. Says Mark and Round Rock. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and you know what? I Let it ride. Two years in a row. The worst-case scenario got worse and worse and worse as the season wore on. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, if Oklahoma can't have a double-digit win season against this schedule – like, we need to rescind the movement to the SEC, like, overall. Like, just be like, oh, we didn't go. We're, we're, staying, in the, we're staying in the Big 12. Right? Am I missing something? No, you're not missing anything. Other than we got to take a break. But that's it. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I almost said a football Friday. This is the first non-football Friday we've had since the month of August. How's everyone feeling about that? Mm. Is anyone depressed? I mean, I, you got the we, Pro Bowl this weekend, but does that count? Is there still a Pro Bowl game? And we've got the Senior Bowl. Been seeing some okay. good stuff from some uh, some OU guys. Eric Gray. Uh, Did he win MVP for uh, practice? MV- what, I, I he's definitely a, won like a, an award for he, running he's back. Been voted, he's been voted American's team's running back practice player of the week by his peers. Right. Um Seen that, seen uh, Brain Willis getting a lot of good positive marks. Wanye Morris has been getting a, a lot of good positive marks. Seen a couple of nice uh, one-on-ones from, from Redmond getting some work in. So, you know, you guys performing well. Yeah, so I guess there is a little bit of football. But mostly it's a uh, college basketball weekend. OU at West Virginia. We'll talk about that next hour. I guess the big game of the weekends, or is either of these two teams ranked, is Duke, North Carolina. No. Uh, both teams are unranked. Is the North Carolina-Duke basketball rivalry, in your opinion, overrated or rated just right? And where is it rated? I feel like most people say it's like a top-five rivalry in college sports. It seems to be – seems pretty pretty legit um, just from, you know, taking it in on television. And I know the schools are real close together. I know they're – you know, they've – over the last, what, 30 years or so in North Carolina's goes back further than Duke's does, but been really successful 
Um, 50 and 50, I think, in their last 100 matchups. Oh, and the really? total points are really – yeah, that's been the way – that's been that way for a few years, I think. Well, I mean, the, it's been a really close series. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I mean, there's there's been some great players that have come through both of those. Uh, I, it's hard, though, to rate it. Like, basketball, it gets lost in the mix, you know, as far as, like, great rivalries like OU Texas or – Ohio State, Michigan, or or any of the football rivalries, there's such a massive buildup for that one day in the fall. So it's hard to really compare it to that. But yeah. for what it is, basketball, ACC, both those schools right there close to one another, I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome. Wait till you hear the clip that we play top of hour two coming up next. Uh, can't wait. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.